Hey, I'm Laura. And I'm B. And you've discovered The Energy to Heal, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. In seasons of struggle, it's obvious what's wrong, but somehow fixing what's broken seems impossible. Here you'll learn about Splunkna, a faith-based method for breakthrough that will allow you to get unstuck and move towards freedom. It allows you to connect the dots that led you into hardship in the first place and release and restore what's holding you back. Splunkna brings together the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of an issue. This whole person approach leads to lasting change when compared to traditional methods. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to the Energy to Heal podcast. I'm Laura. And I am B. And today we are talking about a topic that I have been anxious to get my hands on because we get this question asked somewhat frequently, enough that it's worth a podcast episode. And it is, why is Splunkna not new age? Especially with the word energy. That is the trigger word that when people hear it, sometimes they're like, wait a minute, is this new age? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what is new age. If you have no idea, don't even know that term, we're going to introduce you to that. And on the flip side, we're going to introduce you to what are the core beliefs, spiritual beliefs of Splunkna, and why is it that we can confidently stand here before you and say, what we're doing in Splunkna is not new age. So I was looking up researching before this podcast, and I wanted to be able to get my words right. And one thing that I came across is like the f- the pillars of new age. And what I didn't know is new age, they say, originates around like the 1970s. And it's societal culture mixed with spirituality and the way how people view life and our existence, but frequently has these pillars of believing in reincarnation, astrology, psychics, and that spiritual energy can be found in objects, meaning this rock can heal me. This tree has divine energy in it. All of those things are very frequently believed in, talked about in the realm of new age and have nothing to do with Splunkna. We don't hold any of those core beliefs. So just right off the bat, that is my number one answer. When people ask me, why is Splunkna not new age? And B, I'll give my answer first. And then if you want to share yours, this is kind of my go-to thing. New age at its core is focused on I as the human. I am the one with the power. I can will things into being. I can manifest. I am divine in my highest altruition, my highest form of myself. I am basically God. I am God. And that's uncomfortable to even say, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) And yeah. And in Christianity and in Splunkna, there is such a holy separateness between God and his creation, God and his kids. He is higher than us. He is separate from us. He is the one that we hold reverence for. He loves us. We receive from him. Everything that exists comes from him, not from something I created within myself. Uh, So it's like, who's in charge? That's the question I always hear. Is is it me or is it God? Whose will is overpowering what right now? Am I submitting to him or am I empowering myself to rise above and and be this divine power? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Man, I don't don't know that I can even add much to that. Well, I can, but I, that's a great way of explaining it. 
I think of new age as universal oneness. So the, the folks that I've come across in my life that are more that new age belief system, they really believe that everything and everybody has the same value and there's this universal oneness. I like it to things like open-mindedness, free-spiritedness, kind of what you were talking about, that alchemy style. Like I picture people that really buy into new age policies that feel like they can truly concoct and mix and like mold a life that they want to live. And I think the great part about some new age beliefs is that we do, we do and are promised a good life. Like the Lord does promise us a a beautiful identity, a God-given identity. Like there are all these great things. And so sometimes I hesitate to shadow new age beliefs because often the people that are attracted to new age are people who've maybe put, put, been put down a lot in their lives, who are really looking for better or looking for more in their lives. And initially, it feels really good to be told, you can do anything that you set your mind to. You can create the life that you dream of. Um, all of those things are, as a whole, good. And they can lead to self-idolatry, self-obsession, self-resolve. And really this all-knowing, all-powerful, all-resourceful, over-responsibility And there are just as many tripwires that the enemy will use when you are too much in yourself, just like when you are not enough in yourself. And so I find that there are just, you know, it's, it's kind of like marketing. You can buy something that you think is a health food and you can eat it every single day. And then eventually find out that it's not something that's supposed to be consumed every day. And it's not all bad. It's just bad in the doses that you're taking it in or the the amount of consumption that you're taking it in. Another thing that I think of when I think new age policies or, or belief systems is that there is no truth, therefore everything is true. And so I find new age beliefs to be very confusing. If there is no truth, then a crime committed against a child cannot be considered bad because there is no truth, because there is no power imbalance there. And so all is true. And so there are just these really clear, in my opinion, clear ways for us to see kind of the differences between the two. Yeah, that's so good. It makes me think of Garden of Eden. The enemy's tactics have always mm-hmm. been the same. Is mm-hmm. His goal is to try to focus our attention back on ourselves. What do I get out of this? What am I going to be? Totally. What am I going to be known for? What are my abilities? And in the Garden of Eden, the focus was on the connection with the Lord. And the mm-hmm. enemy came along, lied to Eve and said, yeah, but what are you missing out on? Mm-hmm. If you eat of this fruit, then you'll have the power. It's like the same age old story, stealing us away from that Yeah, submission. I think the biggest word for me is just, who am I in submission to? Is it to Christ or is it just to myself? I'm the yeah. one in charge. That's so good. I want to read out loud some of the statements of faith of Splunkna, just because I think it's good for people to know if I've had people be like, I want to try it so bad, but I'm just nervous. And so these statements of faith are what I have also read to them. And these, just so our listeners are clear, these are statements of faith that we are required to sign our names to that we are required to agree with Mm -hmm. in order to go through and even enter into training with Splunkna. Yes. Yeah. So any 
any progress that ever comes from Splunkna, any breakthrough or quote unquote healing, mm. it is not from your practitioner. Yes. I Correct. can say very clearly and B, I know you can, every practice, practitioner I've ever talked to can say, I've been doing this for years and I still have no idea the science behind it. Like this goes so far beyond mm -hmm. my understanding as just a human. I have studied it for years and really what it comes down to is we're just coming in submission to God and in prayer and saying, hey, will you help us? And he just does. Yeah. And that's all I need to know about it. And that is okay. There's no area that your practitioner could ever take credit in. There's no pride involved because it's like, we're literally just coming and saying, God, will you please just help us? Yeah. And he just does so often. So in Splunkna, in, in Christianity, and like you said, what we are we sign our name to in the beginning of the training of becoming a practitioner is we believe that believe that there's one God with personhood. He is not just this entity that floats above us. He knows us. He is a good, good caretaker, father of us. He is not an energetic presence. He is a person who has interactions with us and with the world that he created. It's the same God that the Bible talks about. So yes, we are Bible believing Christians and Splunkna practitioners, and he created all that is. Everything that exists comes from him. We believe, I touched on this a little bit, but that God is separate from us. So in New Age, the, the belief is common where it's, yeah, God is in me. And if I can ascend these higher and higher consciousness levels, then eventually I will be divine. I will tap into that God that's in me, and I am the same as divine power. And what is so tricky about this new age and Christianity is there are so many similarities that are like a hairline thin, but they are that hairline is so important. Like you were talking about in new age, people are like, I can do anything. I can create the life I want. I can manifest my reality. Well, how close does that sound to I can do all things? Through Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like in the New Age philosophy, you just get rid of the through Christ. It's just, I can do all things. In and that's where, that's where yeah. we get into some of the languaging pieces that are, we find that a lot of New Age believers use similar languaging to those who are preaching and teaching about Christ, which makes it very confusing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So one of the questions that you had is like, or that you were talking about before this is like, if you were to go talk to someone and they're mentioning God, what's your litmus test for you as a person to be like, wait, are we talking about the same God? Is this a new age type thing? Is this a Christianity thing? And I think one question you could always ask if you find yourself in that scenario is, what is God to you? Is it, Are you talking about the God of the Bible? And listening for that language of like, who is the king here? Is it you? Or is it the God you're talking about? Who are we coming into submission to? Yeah. In Splunkna and in Christianity, we come with our desires and we lay them out in front of the, the king, in front of God. And we say, God, this is our desire. But ultimately, if you want to take it in a different direction, we will happily follow you there because you know me better than I know me. You know where I need to go better than where I need to go. So he has full submission in every Splunkna appointment. We are never putting our plan for that appointment above his. At any moment, he could take it in a different direction. And we're like, great, we're following you there. We believe that God came in the flesh in the form of Jesus. So Jesus is God. He is fully God, fully human. At the same time, God has existed before time, above time, 
so many of these concepts is hard for the human brain to wrap around because we live in a chronological time-based life. But um, yeah, we we serve a God that is so much bigger than us than we just, we can't comprehend it. It's like, to me, that's comforting because if I served a God and I knew everything about how he worked and every he was the same as me, what kind of a God is that? You know, like, I don't want to serve a God who's equal to me and knows the world the same way I do and operates the same way I do. He is above us. And to me, I'm like, I am happy to let him be God and me just to be the receiver because I don't want to try to match that position. I want to highlight too for a moment because you covered this in the last one. When we do Splunkna, we go to God with our problems, our requests, our heart desires, our struggles. We go and we we lay down any weapons that we think we can protect ourselves with. And we ask God to give us what we need. Whereas in common new age practices, they will be known to push energy or to call spirits forth. They they manipulate things in the spirit realm to go outside of spiritual boundaries. And that's one of the things I feel like is the biggest difference with Splunkna versus say Reiki. In Splunkna, we are held to a high standard of working as practitioners within spiritual boundaries, meaning everything that we do, everything we discuss, every emotion that is shared, every story that we tap into, that we discuss with our clients is all something that has already happened and is in the history of our bodies, our minds, and our emotional charts versus there are new age practices that will will push and test into the future Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. So it doesn't necessarily mean that a practitioner of a new age practice is is bad or wants to hurt you. However, it can put us at risk in the spirit realm because we aren't playing within the spiritual boundaries that the Bible and that God and Jesus have laid out the rules, right? The rules that we're called to follow us as Christians, we believe in a narrow path. We believe that if we stay on that narrow path that the Lord offers us, that that is the protection that that's where he can protect us. It's when we get off the narrow path that then the enemy has more access to us and we trip and 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 start to run into more issues. So if we are participating in different new age healing techniques, it doesn't necessarily mean we won't benefit from that. However, we might also be putting ourselves at risk because we are reaching outside of spiritual boundaries based on what we believe in. Well said. That was so good. So good. Do you want to talk about a little bit like when we showed up to core training and we knew nothing about Splunkna yet and we were just starting and they walked us through basic new age philosophy and sifting out new age philosophy and just kind of the stuff that Sarah and her team came up with and taught us about when we showed up for training. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's go for it. Is there anything specific that you're thinking? Um, I'm just, I'm like, I've got my same book in front of you, me that you have the training book we have. And I just want to offer them like some of the verses that they gave us to like back up what we're saying, what we're saying to oh, them now. Sure. Yeah, one that one that really pops for me is um it's Psalm 11:4. The Lord is his holy temple, the Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes the sons of men, his eyes examine them. And that scripture for me really points towards this hierarchy that we have with Jesus that 
our will should always come second to his will, that we are responsible in our faith to place our will in his will. And I know my story has aired on our show. Your story has aired on our show. And there are times where it feels at least in this earthly world that we're living in, it feels harder to walk with the Lord because someone in our lives might be upset with us, or we might break a relationship with someone we love, or we might upset someone we love. Um, Maybe it means we're going to lose a lot of money or quit a job that we think is the only job that can provide for our family. And yet there's this hierarchy where God's will says over our lives that we should do something or we should be a certain way. And, and so I think that that's like a big, I came um, to know the Lord later in life. And so that was a challenge for me. I wouldn't say I grew up with more new age belief systems, but did feel like I was kind of on my own to resolve different things in my life. Like I didn't have that spiritual center to place my struggles into or to ask for help from or to be grateful for. And so seeing the Lord as a hierarchy above me, right? Like he is the only place that I should worship, which gets into kind of what you're describing about the the rocks and the crystals and the tarot cards and the, like all these new age um, beliefs like astrology. If I'm placing my belief in something other than him, then I'm outside yes. of my spiritual boundaries. Yes, that is a great way to synchronize it and just say it very plainly. Yeah. So, and then we another thing we talk about in other episodes is like, as a practitioner, I've been doing this. You've been doing this for a couple of years. It's like as I'm spending time doing these sessions with people, listening to God's voice. I feel like I have never been stronger in my faith. I the the work of Splunkna and being a receiver of Splunkna as a client, it just has this way of drawing you closer to him, your creator. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is the biggest testimony to why this isn't new age pulling you away from him and into this muscle flexing, I've got this kind of person. Right. It's like you're relaxing and letting go. And that's where he gets to shine and he gets to heal and he gets to do all of the things he's so great at. It's like the fruit. The fruit points to closer to Jesus, closer to releasing pride and releasing self and just being like, okay, God, whatever you have for me, I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, don't you think it's human nature to avoid the hard? Like if we can, we're going to avoid the hard. We're going to take the easy road. And I think that's why it matters so much that there is someone outside of us holding us accountable to do the hard things. Yeah. 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 I think it totally is human nature to avoid the hard. And sometimes uh, we don't even know what hard we're avoiding. We've talked about that before, too. It's like it's hard to live unhealed and continue to stay stuck in your trauma, Mm -hmm. but it feels more hard to like go to therapy and clear it all out and work through it. Right. It's like a temporary hard versus a chronic hard. I even find that with Splunkna clients, new Splunkna clients oftentimes will be looking for a promise. And we live in a world where a lot of practitioners, a lot of modalities, a lot of new age tactics, they will make a guarantee. They will say it's X amount of money. This is how long I'm going to work with you. And I guarantee X, Y, Z, right? So I guarantee you'll make more money next year. I guarantee 
that you will find love. I guarantee that you will um, be able to travel the world and and work online, whatever it may be that there's this promise. And I find that a lot of clients will come in and they'll be almost expectant of our guarantee as practitioners. And Splunkna practitioners don't make guarantees. We know that the Lord will help heal. We know that the Lord will help the client make progress. And yet we don't feel the need to speak into that because there's a measure of faith needed for us to go to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you have for me? Which way should I be headed? How should I be behaving and and receiving from you? What do I need to be learning right now in order to walk the the correct road, right? The correct narrow road. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's something that I would tell people too about the difference between Splunkna and other modalities, which is kind of in the same premise of everything that, that you receive in Splunkna should point to God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that goes along with this being that if there's somebody making you a wild promise or guarantee, they are already outside of spiritual boundaries. Yeah, if you so believe true. the same thing that Laura and I believe, right? If you believe in the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Let's talk about muscle testing because that is a whole... So the word energy, I feel like trips a lot of people up. And I'm going to talk about that quick. And then let's talk about muscle testing because I think that's another thing that's people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? I'm unfamiliar. So the word energy... I want to talk about the difference of what it means in Splunkna and what it means in New Age, because it is a different meaning. It's a different definition. Mm-hmm. Energy in New Age tends to refer to this invisible force that can be exerted by us onto our mm-hmm. life and our environment. It can be received from the universe. It is power. It is almost just magic that is floating around ready for people to grab a hold of. And manipulate and manipulate. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And co- and it comes from crystals and it comes from objects that we can bring around like good luck charms. Energy in Splunkna has nothing to do with any of that. So when we talk about energy, we are talking on a subatomic level. Everything is made out of atoms. If you could look at your hair, your skin, your desk, your carpet, your house, the ground, on its smallest level, everything is ato- it's atomic. It's, it's, it's something you could view under a microscope. And within that atom, it is like 99.999% empty space. You have the nucleus, you have protons, electrons, you, you have all of these things that are so small we can't see it with the human eye, but there's movement to them. Everything is in constant motion. And this is just science. This is not a religious anything. This is just scientific truth. You can view it under a microscope. That motion that sends those particles around the nucleus at a certain speed and it's continual, that motion is called energy because it's just something propelling those things to move around the nucleus. And God created us that way. That was his invention. He created energy. He created everything to be made up of atoms. That energy is what we're referring to in Splunkna when we talk about energy. When you talk about a frequency, that's talking about the speed at which those things circle around the nucleus. It is more scientific, just verbiage that we're using when we refer to that. And in the same realm with muscle testing, and B, I'd love to hear your take on this as well, but 
what I always tell my clients when they come and they're unfamiliar with muscle testing, I always say, for whatever reason, God made our bodies to be able to access that subconscious part of our brain through muscle testing. So, and then I have them hold their arm out and I say, okay, I'm going to just gently push on your wrist here. You hold your arm nice and straight. And I'll say your name is, and I'll say their name and their arm will dip down or kind of bounce a little bit. And then I'll pick a random name and I'll say your name is John and their arm stays totally straight and doesn't move anywhere. And to me, I'm like, okay, so there's, you know, two parts of our brain, the subconscious, the conscious, the subconscious part of the brain is the part we're accessing with the muscle testing. Again, that was all God's design. He created us our, our bodies to do that. I don't know why. I don't have to know why. I just know that he did. Muscle testing is so interesting and there's so much, there's so much to understand about it. And I I think both of us would say we aren't claiming to be experts. We both are committed to using muscle testing within spiritual boundaries, meaning whatever has already happened in our clients' lives from conception until the day that we are working with them. And when I think of my story, I think about how I, at six years old, was violated in a way that I didn't even know wasn't normal, but I also subconsciously captured that this should be a secret, that I was some for some reason protecting someone, even though I didn't have the cognitive ability to understand that what had happened was abnormal or bad. And it's really hard for people to understand how that could be as an adult, because we have the cognitive ability and we have the frame to say, okay, being exposed to something at six years old that you're not supposed to be is a bad thing. And I can look at, you know, do I think I could have healed through prayer? Yes, I believe that. I believe that God was always offering that healing. But muscle testing allowed for my subconscious to disarm my conscious mind. And what I mean by that is I consciously had walls built around this core trauma that was, by the way, affecting everything in my life. So by all societal measures, I had success. I had all of these incredible achievements. I had just like everyone would look at me and be like, oh, you have the perfect life. And inside, I was holding on to this core belief that was rooted in this exposure, this a really unfortunate learning piece of my life. And so all of my relationships were sort of skewed ever so slightly based on this core thing that I, as a child, was like sitting, I'm picturing my like a child inside of me holding onto this little memory, like, I don't really know what this was. And, and I don't really know why it's a secret, but I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm going to choose for all my relationships to be a result of this learning. And I... I feel very strongly that it would have taken me decades, decades to heal the same things I've healed in the last five years because my subconscious was able to disarm my conscious mind. And in large part, because of the way Splunkna works, I remember the session where this core memory came up and I remember shame being one of those emotions. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at my practitioner and saying, you know, you know what this is. And she was like, I have no idea what this is. Like, all I have is shame. That's all I have, which I think also speaks into how we aren't working outside of spiritual boundaries. We don't test for violations or traumas or ways that you've been hurt in your life. We're not looking for specifics. 
all we're looking for is the core emotion of what that trauma is planted in. And Mm -hmm. that one session, that one emotion opened up this frame for me or this ability to step into truth and say, okay, I don't have to protect all these people anymore because I'm in the safety with my practitioner in our sessions. And none of this has to be discussed. I don't have to share it if I don't want to. I did because I'm a processor and it helped me heal, but I could have said nothing of what happened and we would have received the same healing from the Lord. And so that would be, that was a long winded version of this, but the muscle testing for me and the way that I kind of recognize it within my own practice is that it is the way that we allow the subconscious to disarm really the lies and agreements we've made with the enemy consciously, or that we've outwardly built walls up to protect ourselves, feeling some of those things that maybe we were told not to feel, or we were, you know, shamed for feeling and things like that. So I don't know if that was clear, but that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, that is so clear. And it makes me think of my son, Noah, when he had his drastic life change, Mm -hmm. no way in the entire world could I have taken him to any talk therapy and gotten to the conclusion that all of this happened from when he fell down the stairs at nine months old. Like mm-hmm. that, I just can't imagine a world where that would have been able to come up and talk there because I didn't have a concept in my brain for babies subconsciously remembering things. I was like, oh, he was too little. He wouldn't remember that. That couldn't be why he has separation anxiety. But through muscle testing, that's what came up. Nine months old, we were able to be like, oh my gosh, that's when he fell down the stairs at that friend's house. And it all came together. And that's where the breakthrough happened. So I had a, I'm, I'm going to add a quick story to that because yeah. I had a client um, who brought in a child who was like elementary school age, middle almost middle school age maybe, and there was a session that came up and it was a birth trauma and it was around a, his circumcision and what came up in the session was that this child is terrified of doctors and so he doesn't tell his parents anything that's wrong anything that he thinks might be wrong or that he thinks he needs to be seen by a doctor for. And it was the same thing. It was like, he didn't recognize. I mean, the parents didn't even know that this kid was afraid of doctors. He'd never reacted. Right. And, and he did, he had to forgive his parents for giving him to the doctors when he was born. And like, it's just really fascinating how we see these things as like common practice and we don't understand that there it there can be an emotional effect on the subconscious level. Yeah. So then to go back to why is muscle testing not new age? One very important distinction that I remember Sarah teaching or our the practitioner that was training, they said, when we are muscle testing, we are testing for bits of information, which is exactly what you Mm -hmm. said. Things that have already been clocked in history, they have already happened. We are not asking for future related things that have not happened yet because that would be new age. And we are not looking for wisdom in the subconscious. The Mm -hmm. subconscious is an amazing record keeper, like an incredible record keeper, but it's not a good interpreter of events. And it doesn't come with its own wisdom. It is almost like I think of one of those library catalogs where you can just like sift through the cards and like pull something up like, yep, nine months fell down the stairs. Got it. These are the emotions that came with it. Okay, put that one back. 
So definitely not testing for future, definitely not asking for any kind of wisdom coming from the subconscious. Mm -hmm. Because if we were, that would be accessing our subconscious mind to be the wisdom that we should be asking God for. So just to make that distinction, I thought that was a very, very good one when I learned that. We also, as as Splunkna practitioners, you'll never see a Splunkna practitioner using muscle testing as a party trick. We're not out there showing Mm -hmm. off our skills of like, look what we can do, look what we can figure out. We are held to a very high standard of muscle testing within the boundaries of the modality. And so it's muscle testing doesn't happen before or after prayer takes place. So prayer bookends every one of our sessions and we pray against warfare. We pray against enemy retaliation. We pray for spiritual guidance and direction from the Lord. And so we are covering our client in prayer prior to muscle testing. And then like Laura is describing, we use a couple basic questions that are obvious to the, the outside, like, are you male? Are you female type questions to really make sure that the client is ready, that we're not facing any resistance and that we're good to go and do what the Lord's calling us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember them saying, don't ever get into the habit of using muscle testing outside of those prayer, the beginning, the bookend prayers that you were just talking about. They said, because it could be a slippery slope. You could start muscle testing for all sorts of things. But again, now you're outside of spiritual boundaries. You're not honoring God. You're not seeking him. You're seeking, should I eat this thing? Yes or no? That's futuristic. It gets messy real fast. So like you said, there are so many modalities. Chiropractors can use muscle testing for food allergies and food aversions. It's used in lots of different ways. But I, as far as I have ever heard, Splunkna practitioners, like you said, are held to the highest standard for when and how we use it and only under the submission of God. Yeah. You know, when I first, so I'm trying to think if it was before I was certified practitioner or, or after, but I had a friend. So when I first met you and you described this on one of our first episodes, you said, when you met me, I walked up to you and I was like, Splunkna changed my life right? Like Splunkna literally changed my life. But I will say that when I say that, when I speak those words, what I'm saying is I grew close to the Lord through Splunkna. Oh, that's such a good distinction. And I had a girlfriend, this was years ago, and I think it was actually before I got certified, but I said to her, Splunkna changed my life. And she was like, and she had a different modality, a different walk and, and was working with a different practitioner like nothing in common to what I was doing. And she said, well, this modality changed my life. Over the years, I have watched her grow more in relationship with money, with things, with altering her external body image. And I've recognized where in my life, those things have fallen away as my relationship with God has grown. And I think that that would be kind of the end cap that I would place on an episode that's about Splunkna not being new age and how you can recognize in your own life, if you are involved with a healing modality that is improving your life, that is improving your future, or that is potentially harming you. And we could, we probably will do a whole nother episode on the culture that we live in and, you know, the different ways that we can alter our image or alter who we are in an external way. But that for me is a really good guideline is, you know, are you walking with God or are you walking with all the things that people tell you include are included in a successful life? Because that's usually where people really begin to trip later down the road, right? I look successful. I look healed, but 
but are you really? Mm -hmm. Where it counts. Right. Yeah. All right. I think we have covered everything that I wanted to say, unless you have anything else to add in the realm. This is such an important topic because we are so passionate about it because we literally see Splunkna heal so many people in so many different ways. And again, when we say Splunkna, we mean partnering with God in prayer in this specific modality. It is it is such a powerful thing that it's very, very important to me that people know what it is and where it comes from and who it is that we're consulting when we're going to prayer and bringing this all forth. I've had people ask me like, okay, you say this is faith-based. What's your what's the faith in? And I wanted to be so clear that our faith is in Jesus. It's in the mm-hmm. God of the Bible. It's in his healing power. It's in his eyes scanning over everything we've ever been through, seeing the most important thing that we need to be set free from, releasing that in us and watching all the symptoms of that trauma that are showing up 20 years later fall off of us. So if you guys have any other questions about anything we covered today, we truly, truly want to hear from you. It is so exciting for us when we get an email, someone reaching out saying, I've been listening. I still have this question. We will put those questions together and do Q&A episodes and just go through what are the common questions that we're getting. So please feel free to do that and let us know if there's anything else you want us to cover in the realm of new age and why Splunkna isn't. <laughs>